And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess here, and I am back again with another episode. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to scare you, but I found one. I found a very special fan here. You'll figure out what I'm talking about in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Sasha Doughty. Sasha, down from Melbourne, how are you doing today? Hi, Donnie. I'm great. Thank you for having me. This is an exciting moment for me to be able to talk about my particular team. Well, as as many as many people that do follow this, you you are one of the very few. Unfortunately, I think most people will get it, but we'll get to that in just <laughs> a little bit. I love at the start of my episode, kind of finding out a little bit about the person I'm chatting with outside of the game of footy. So, if you want to, just a real quick bio of who Sasha is. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I am a communications manager. I work for the Australian Workers Union. So I'm in the union movement in Melbourne, Victoria. I uh, studied sports journalism and uh, used to work at a Channel 7 network doing, um, I used to drive the news vans around. So I, I made sure everything was live. So it was a pretty nerve wracking job. Um, still love sports, obviously. Do do all that on the side with uh, Chicks Talking Footy and um, do some VFLW commentating and special comments. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I play footy as well, but it's at a local level. So I, I won't bore you with those details, but it's very grassroots and I play in the ruck and full forward position. Awesome. That is great. I played full forward when I did play and I was more of the plugger lock it, stay in the goal square and only lead out when there was absolutely a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort footy. of how I like to play it too, <laughs> especially as each year I get older. <laughs> that is not a problem. So since you play footy and again, you've been around footy all your life, can, uh, what's your favorite thing about the sport of football? Look, I have always just loved the actual physicality of it. So growing up, kicking the footy was always such a buzz. I grew up in a country town where mainly guys and boys played football. So girls sort of, we only got to kick at lunchtime, but I loved it that I could kick further than a lot of them. And um when I finally got to play, it's, yeah, it's that physicality you don't get with any other sport, especially ones I played growing up. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll stay in the past just a little bit. Can you remember your earliest footballing memory? Oh, look, it, it's, it's not anything that specific. So I didn't follow footy until a little bit later, probably late uh, primary school, early high school, just because my family isn't very sporting. Uh, in that regard so I think mainly just going around to friends houses slowly getting interested by watching the game with um with their families and and getting the buzz when um you know they get all excited so probably early days just hanging out at friends and sort of like trying to work out the rules and things like that so nothing sort of huge but enough to pique my interest for the for the coming years not a problem and we've gotten to the question I know everybody I've teased it a little bit Who's your club and why are you a supporter of them? Well, how long have you got? Um, I support the Gold Coast Suns, um, which even in Melbourne, you get looked at very strangely. Uh, why? Why would you support a club like that? That's a great question. Um, I have a long sort of story, but I'll try and shorten it for you guys listening. Um I actually lived in South Australia and I'm from there and I used to work for Port Adelaide Football Club years and years ago. Um, so I was a Port fan. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go very well in the end. Um, and I moved away to the UK and I gave footy up for a bit. And by the time I came back, my whole family had moved to the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast Suns were just starting and I thought, 
I'll jump on now and see how we go, thinking in my mind that they might have done a little bit better than they have in, in the last few years. Um, and now I'm sort of stuck with them in a way, but I'm enjoying their progress in the last um, couple of years, to be honest. So I'll stick it out. But it's, uh, it's a hard slog being a Suns fan. It's never easy. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, and this is, this is no offense to any Gold Coast fans, but my host, when we do our AFL ones, has a running joke. And again, I do not mean this disrespectfully. He has <laughs> what he calls the fan, uh, the Gold Coast fans of the week. Every time they win, they gain fans. Every time they lose, they lose yeah. fans. So it was always kind of a fluctuating fun thing. And I know the people that have watched last year's with my U.S. fans once, we could never find a Gold Coast U.S. fan. So I'm hoping one of these days we'll, we'll get a few there. But it is great to finally meet a Gold Coast fan. It is awesome. And I, I think it's amazing that you that you latched onto it. So you said your family moved to the Gold Coast. Are all your family Gold Coast fans now? Or are they kind of? Still- um, well, I mean, they. my sister follows them a little bit. But mum and dad, they're, they're more surf, um, water orientated. Um, so being on the Gold Coast, obviously, I think if anyone's looking for a club to support and go and see games, that is probably the best destination you could go for. It's, you know, pristine beaches, green, warm weather all year round. So why wouldn't you? Um But yeah, look, it, it is what it is. I talk about it. They'll notice when they win. Mum will mention it to me, but when they lose, they don't say anything. So... <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that i respect that you've stayed i respect that you've (laughs) stayed on that that's awesome i i really really do um so i again the gold coast suns haven't been along very often but can you can you remember the first gold coast sun suns item you ever bought or were given yeah actually it was given to me and um it was a uh my i had a new kelpie puppy um dog and he got a Gold Coast Suns collar and lead. Um, that was the first things. And then I got a Guernsey for my birthday. So I'm slowly getting memorabilia and things. Um, I don't wear it often, but I, I do keep it safely away for those moments when they do have a great win or I go to a game. So That's not a bad thing. That's great. Each one is a little bit different on what the, the new thing that they get or or so this one it's a little bit younger so it's there's not as much prestige and history to it but it'll yeah get absolutely it'll get there, it'll get there. so will. yes um i many people that listen to the podcast would describe me as a diehard fan with me being the u.s 1 a.m 2 a.m 4 a.m sometimes you got to wake up if you want to watch your team live so i i would consider myself a diehard but how would you describe yourself as a fan for the gold coast suns yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm at the diehard level for the for the Suns. I think for football in general, I am a um, pretty consistent fan of the game. Um, but with the Suns, it's hard because sometimes it's difficult to watch the, you know, the losing games over and over again each week and you've sort of got to pick your battles. But um, I'd say I'm, I'm intermediate, moving up to advanced, <laughs> I'm getting there slowly. I'm, you know, with COVID, it was hard. I didn't get to obviously go to any games live, um, which was the plan to go to all the home games, well, not home games, but all the Melbourne games here um, and try and get over to see my family and watch one on the coast. So that's the plan leading into the new season. Um, but yeah, just a huge diehard fan of footy. So I'll watch most games every weekend. Not a if problem. I can, yeah. 
That is not a problem. I'm the same way. I may, I may be, I, I don't know if I've told you, I'm a uh, Sydney Swan supporter. I can't, if you can tell by the red, right in, in the background. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Yep. 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 I'm, but I watch most of the games, most of them live. The best part about in the U S we have a, we have the watch AFL app. So we can actually watch and game in tape delay. So I don't have to stay oh, that's up for great. every single game, but with my reviews and stuff like that, I like to watch a lot of the games. I've just fallen in love with the sport. So it's just absolutely insane to, to, I wish I could get there to see a game live. I haven't seen a professional game live, but I, one of these days, yeah. one of these days, very Absolutely. soon. So we'll, we'll stay with that a little bit with my next question. Can you remember the first Suns game you ever attended? Yeah, I can. It was, I think around 2013, Mark. So I'd only been in Melbourne for a year or two. And for my, it was my birthday sort of falls in winter. So it was perfect time. And yeah, we went to a game at the NCG, which they don't get to play at often. Um, and it, yeah, it was great because I think, you know, there might have been 20 of us Sun supporters in a stadium. So you can sort of, you stand out like a, a sore thumb really. But yeah, it, it sort of just made me feel like I'd made the right choice at, at that time. So yeah, and I love going to games at the MCG. So, you know, regardless of if they're filled with huge crowds or not. So yeah, I, you know, I completely understand that. And at least you're, you're proud about it. You're proud about it. That's all that matters. So <laughs> yeah, I've got to own it now. That's it. <laughs> hey, as long as you do, that's that. I know that for some people switching teams is not always a good thing. So it's always kind of fun. So the, the next question I have, I, unfortunately with the sun's kind of, short history unfortunately and it's nothing against them I, I'm, I'm glad that the AFL is trying to get a team there so we'll just kind of simplify mm. this to do you have a favorite player that's ever worn the Gold Coast Suns whether it's current whether it's past favorite player that's ever worn the Suns guarantee I do um I've got a couple but one that stands out for me is Took Miller and he has been with them for I think most of his career if I'm correct and he is now just starting to become like one of their top tier players. And he's, you know, outranked majority of um, teams and like your Dusty Martins and things like that with disposals and being involved in the game. So having uh, players like him on the Sun side and not leaving is such a, a great thing to see that it actually will make an effect in the next couple of seasons if we stick with those sort of guys. So Took Miller's one. And their captain, David Swallow, who's stuck with us for the entire time and hasn't left. Like it. I, I always, I like that. Tuke Miller was one of those. He impressed me almost all year. I remember when I was, I was yeah. my personal all Australian team for my, for my thing. He was one of them that I put in there because I just thought he had an incredible season. He was always he high did. in disposals. He's such a great tackler. He's, he, he never gives up and he just plays the way, the style of footy that I love watching. He's just a tough oh, awesome. player. So he, he, was, he um, was one of my favorites whenever I watched Suns games. He was always the guy I had to find how he was doing and all that. So, yeah, he had an astounding season. I was just stressed that, that he was going to move or be offered some, you know, golden contract at another club. But I'm so glad he's staying with us for a bit longer. I love that. I, I totally respect that he he has that loyalty to the club. So mm. again, as we've kind of established, Gold Coast again doesn't have a long history. But can you remember your most memorable moment as a Gold Coast Sun supporter? Yeah, that one for me was the first. So the first Q clash, which is Brisbane and Gold Coast, obviously two Queensland teams, um, and it was the very first one. So Gold Coast had a fair bit to prove. Um, 
and they won, I think, by eight points. So it was it was huge for them, um, for the for the fans, the club itself, um, to beat the Lions, who's you know they're pretty established. They they obviously came out of Fitzroy, and they had that controversy early on in their you know early stages. But yeah, to to beat them, you know, on the very first one was exciting, and I remember that being at the pub watching that one. So. Awesome. Awesome. The Q clash is always fun because no matter how good both teams are doing, it's always tough. It's always physical. I love the Q clash games. They're always fun. So um, we'll start to kind of go more to the present more than the past a little bit It is Mm -hmm. last season. um, Again, the words to describe bliss would would be lackluster. Again, the season just kind (laughs) of didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. And again, there's so much talent there. I think, a lot of people mm. in the AFL just want this team to succeed. They're, they're just not getting it right. I think a lot of people are love Stewie Do there. I think Stewie Do's coaching has yeah. been really, really good for it. So kind of what are your thoughts on last season? What Did they perform better than you expected? Were they a little disappointing? Kind of what were your thoughts? Oh, look, I, I think it was a mixed bag. And I love Stewie Do. And again, he was playing for Port when I worked there. So it's that sort of seeing the transition from player to coach has been really great. And I think he's been the best coach for us. Um, and I hopefully he'll stay a bit longer as well. But um, look, I feel like there was so many positives, but again, lackluster is a good word to describe it as well. So that, you know, they'd have these peak moments where you're like, geez, they're really on now. Like they've got a huge chance. And then they, whether it's a fitness or a youth thing, they sort of drop off in that third, fourth quarter and just be steamrolled by the other side, regardless of, you know, whether it's a team at the bottom of the ladder or the top. So they had some amazing moments, don't get me wrong. Um, But, yeah, a long way to go in consistency, which is key, I think, for them. Yeah, and their youth. The youth is one of those. They're still such a young side. They've got so many youngsters. They really are, yeah. And and I... I almost say this a little bit. I've said this a little bit with go, with GWS is that sometimes when you draft nothing but superstar players, these one, two, three, four, five picks, sometimes yeah. you don't. Sometimes you don't have that workhorse guy, the guy that's the 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 role player, shall we say, um, that that's just going to go in. They're going to tackle. They're going to do what the coach asked them to do, but they're not going to do it with flair. So I think that's kind of what Gold Coast is missing: that veteran, that, that yeah. middle ager guy that's just going to go in. He's just going to do what he's asked. He's not going to try to do too much. And I think if they can start kind of bleeding those guys in, I think Gold Coast has the list. If they can keep everybody there, they have a ton of talent. Okay, they, yeah. they could be scary good. But unfortunately, as, as years have shown before, some of the superstars get picked off by Richmond and, and some mm. of the clubs, the Victorian clubs. I think that's the hardest thing to watch, you know, mm. seeing and seeing how well those players that say so Jaeger, O'Meara moving to, you know, I think it was Hawks and then on to Port, uh, if I'm right. Um, and, yeah, all these, uh, Prestia moving on and, like, all these great players that could potentially stick in and finish their career there, but obviously some of them might be, you know, different reasons for not wanting to stay on the Gold Coast. And then obviously Gary Ablett was the huge one. Um mm-hmm that came on board. And I think that was great for us at the time. It really helped with promotion and people tuning into the game because he's such an amazing athlete. Um, But then, yeah, then you lose all these players that they've spent time drafting and training. (laughs) So that's why I'm so glad, yeah, players like Took Miller, um, Matt Rowell, who's young and, you know, 
he's astounding in his skill. Um, I'm really hoping now that they've sort of started to form this tight knit group that they're going to stick around together for a bit longer. And I think in a way the pandemic has brought them closer together because they had to stay in those hubs so much and, you know, get to know each other even more than normal. So that's my sort of wish is that it all sticks together at least for a couple of seasons. Yeah, the biggest thing will be King Lukosius and Anderson over the next few years will be can you can 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 you oh, keep them? And can you keep them? Yeah. If you can, then I think they you've got what to. they need. Exactly. Because yeah, Lukosius again, yeah, amazing and I, players. And I want them to because they, I I am getting tired of seeing this Gold Coast team just pillaged each and every time of these top tier talents because it's never going to work if they can't keep these guys there. And I know it's not easy. And the winning and the winning is one of those that these kids mm. want. They're so used to winning that when they go up to the Gold Coast, maybe they don't have that success. I think that's the hardest that's right. part for them. So all I right. think so, it, yeah. Yeah. So we'll st- we'll stay on that a little bit. We- we've gone through the off season. We've gone through the trade period. We've gone to the free agency period. Do you keep an eye on the off season at all? And, and if so, what are your kind of thoughts oh, on how Gold Coast has handled it? I I do. I mean, I listen and read, you know, on Twitter, and then sort of follow a couple of the um, AFL journos just to see, you know, what's happening. But I'm not, you know, I don't live and breathe every day during draft season because you sort of know when the big stuff comes out. And then being a member, you get, you know, your emails saying what's happening. Um, But yeah, I'd like to at least graze over it, I guess, just to see where my team's at. But normally for me, it's sort of once that preseason kicks in, I take a bit more notice. Makes sense. So I'm one of those that, I hate the word expectations for a season because I think, I think it puts undue pressure or, or it adds a, they have to do this type of thing. So, so what are kind of mm. your thoughts going into next year? Or do you see them moving up the ladder? Do you see more consistency or, or, or do we fear to say that it's going to be another season like last year again in the Gold Coast? No, look, I think, I think that they can only go up after 2021 season was promising for them. They they did win against some really top sides, um, which surprised a lot of people. Um, and I think they just, as long as they, the other thing is, you know, you can't just turf a coach time. Like when you see that in other clubs where they get rid of the coach because they think that's the problem. Or I think for the Suns, that's not the issue. I think Stewie does a great job. Um, I think the key for these guys is, yeah, to utilise their players more. So, you know, Ben King is an amazing forward, but he's so tall you could utilise him in other areas and you don't know what, you know, what versatility these players have. Um, Sticking through the midfield, I think it's just that fitness and the the four quarters, I think, and the, yeah, the young legs that they've got. And there's, and there's, you can't do a lot about that, really. You can't make them, you know, grow up quicker or get, you know, super primed before they're ready. But I think it's certainly they're on their way. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did break into the top eight next season, which I, I think is definitely on the cards. They've got the skill and they've got the talent for it. The biggest question is the work ethic. That's that's the biggest yeah. thing there. So, so I know over here in the states, one of the things that a lot of us Americans, especially in American sports, we like being the general manager. We like being the person that makes the moves. So <laughs> I'm gonna have a little yeah. fun here with you. I'm gonna install you as the Gold Coast list manager as of right now. The other 17 clubs have open have open lists. You can get one player 
from any of the other 17 clubs, who's the first player you bring into the Gold Coast Suns? Yeah, okay. Um, Clayton Oliver from Melbourne. I think he is hugely talented. Uh, He obviously, again, I feel like him and Took Miller together would just move the ball so well through the midfield. Um, They're also got the ability to kick and he can kick goals too. I think he's awesome. I love Clary and I'd love to have him on our team. He'd, he'd be a very interesting addition up at the Gold Coast for sure. I, I, he'd have to wear a lot of sunscreen, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's a great, that is a great one. So, all right. So since you are in Melbourne, this, this next question will be very, very interesting for me is, is the, the last two years we've seen the gold, the grand final outside of Victorian soil in the GABA and at Perth. And, and I've heard mm. the discussions in, in some of the podcasts that I've listened to and different things that, People are intrigued with the fact that maybe the grand final could potentially be a traveling grand final. I know 50 years. I know people that are listening to it. I know the contracts there, but as, as a, as a person living in Melbourne, are you one of those that the grand final needs to be at the MCG every year, same time, or is there a little part of you after the last couple of years that wouldn't mind seeing the grand final be a traveling grand final? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question. And I think, it has, you know, two very big arguments either side of the historical and, you know, moving forward with the game. Um, you know, I sort of come from playing football where, you know, whatever team is on the ladder at the highest, we play at their ground sort of thing for the finals. Or, And so I, it was sort of not weird to me that we always have it at the G, but it was like, why wouldn't we move it around a little bit if, you know, say Sydney or the Gold Coast, say they're playing each other, why would you play in Victoria? That sort of, to me, it's, I get it, but I also see the reasoning behind it. So I'm sort of on the fence a little bit about it. Um, I love the atmosphere of finals during that time here in Melbourne, especially when, you know, there is a parade and there is ability to go out and watch it and things like that and be able to go to the game itself. But I think it's time to, yeah, to look forward because especially if you want those other clubs to succeed and you want other states to embrace footy like Victoria and, you know, South Australia have, um, I think it would be a really smart move to do that. Yeah. And 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 some of the answers I've heard is everybody's like, well, you can get 100,000 people. I go, well, financially, yes, that makes tons of sense. But I've I've one of those, I I threw up this idea is because of the history that maybe you do it like every four years, almost like the Olympics that you that you do Mm. every four years, you go to the GABA. Then you go to the, the, the Adelaide Oval. Then you go to Perth. Then you go to Sydney. Sydney's a little bit more difficult because you really don't have a specific footy ground because the biggest arena there is not really not really Big, yeah. ideal. well no it's not really ideal i think it's the alia there's like some kind of arena that's had like seven, 60 or seventy thousand. that it's like a rugby stadium basically that, that they barely use anymore because it's kind of decrepit i guess again i i this might be secondhand information but no, no, I, okay. I i see i see it both ways too like the grandeur mm-hmm. of the 230 the 230 kick a hundred thousand people it's, it's hard to argue that is not pristinely cool, yeah. but it is yeah. kind of awesome that 
my argument, and maybe this, and I've said this before, is with the U.S., we have the Super Bowl, which is kind of the equivalent. Again, I'm not equivalent. It's not the same. I know. I was going to ask you, do they do it at the same place every year or do they move it? It it travels to different places every year. And and the other thing that I say, too, that that my discussion with is everybody's like, well, well, then fans can't, then certain fans can't come. I was like, well, there's a ton of people over here. There's 330 million people in the U.S. And normally the least amount of people that can get into the Super Bowl is about 60,000. So that's yeah. not a lot of people that are going to get in. So the argument I hear all the time for people is, well, fans can't make it to the game. Well, it, disappointment's going to happen in life. Not everybody's going to make it yeah. to every game. Yeah. I understand that it's different with the Super Bowl over here in the U.S. because we have owners where in the mm-hmm. AFL, you've got the membership and you've got a little bit of, it's a completely different type of yeah. type of situation. So I understand it that way too, but I think it was cool. I thought Perth was amazing. I thought that was absolutely yeah. outstanding. I thought the Gabba was per, the Gabba was pretty, pretty well done. I'm interested to see, can South Australia do it? Because the Adelaide Oval yeah. is such a gorgeous oval. That would be fun to see. A it's grand stunning. Um, yeah, I love the Adelaide Oval and I've been there quite a few times having lived there. But, um, yeah, I think it it would be great. And the atmosphere, it just gives a different outlook. I mean, on a perspective of the AFLW Grand Final being at Adelaide and, you know, that being filled to the brim, um, you know, that sort of stuff, you, you just, I think, each state deserves that at one point. Um, I'm pro- it's probably a very unpopular opinion, um, might you know get some hate mail for saying it, but yeah, I I don't see the issue, and I think Perth did a, an amazing job. My only sort of stipulation would be to have it still in the afternoon. I'm not a fan of the night game grand final. That's just one thing. There's a want. very there's a very common one there, and I, and I love it. You kind of helped me transition to my next question spectacularly. I already know the answer to this because. You do chicks talking footy. So obviously you're going to be Mm -hmm. an AFLW fan. So kind of what were your thoughts on the Gold Coast last year? And how excited are you to see Charlie Rowbottom being able to run out with the Suns next season? Yeah, it's it's hugely exciting. I mean, I think it's going to be amazing for them as a squad. Um, Look, obviously they didn't have the best beginning last year, um, you know, I think they won a, one or two games. Um, it was tough, but it's always going to be when you're coming in new. Um, especially, like, as you said, they're not only a young club, it's sort of a young game still because, you know, rugby is so predominant and soccer over there. So, you know, you've got girls who are slowly, you know, coming up through NAB League and teacups and all sorts. Um, but, look, it is exciting. Um, again, I'm hoping to actually physically go and see games this time around as well Um, because yeah the televised stuff yeah had to watch it on an app a bit because of you know rights here and all that sort of stuff but I'm very excited and I'm hoping that yeah they get over the line a bit a bit more even if it's just a bit the lines you know yeah I completely agree and then the fact that the AFLW will be full 18 18 teams all the squads have a club coming in next year not this year next year i know sad for me mm-hmm. as this one span but as i told as i told your fellow compadre on chicks talking footy i have the great announcement of i have been signed up as a foundation member for the aflw swans club and i take a lot That's of pride awesome. in, i take a lot of pride in that because 
I'm, I'm one of those. I'm very avid when it comes to it. I did reviews last year for the AFLW. I think the game is just growing at a phenomenal rate. I cannot wait to see the ladies this year play. It's bittersweet a little bit mm. since I don't have the Swans, but I'm going to watch it with gusto. <laughs> and then when the Swans come in, I will be full-fledged behind the ladies in the red and white. So I, I like to end my, my discussions or questions here with some fun questions. So I'm going to ask you just a few fun ones here. Um, yeah, I get when, it for it. when you go to the footy, what's your go-to food at the footy? A pie, a meat pie with sauce every time. Awesome. Yeah. That, that tends to be one of the more popular answers. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I don't know if, if you've heard about this, but one of the things I kind of had a fun thing. I actually made homemade meat pies this year to watch the grand final. Awesome. Yep. So I, I made How that. How did they meat. go? They went really well. Um, I found a I found a um, a recipe on YouTube. There's a, there's an Australian chef <laughs> that does a YouTube video cool. series called the One Pot Chef, and he did Aussie meat pies. So I just I, I copied and pasted the 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 uh, the recipe, and I did it the night before. Prepped it, cooked them, yep. set them, and then put them in put them in our our warmer just before about forty five minutes before first bounce. And I had a pie with the grand final and I, I, we live streamed it on this particular, uh, on the Twitch stream for this particular YouTube channel. And a lot of people loved it. Um, a lot of people loved that. I, I took the time. I had one follower tweeted out and said, you need an Aussie passport for doing that, mate. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so when you go to the footy, I'm one of those, I, I, I want to, since I haven't been to a game in a professional game with the seatings and the different tiers, what, what mm -hmm. would you say is your ideal place to watch the footy at the ground? Um, I sort of always end up sort of midway. It's sort of general admission, I guess, as well. So midway sort of between the goals, um, just so I have a better view. Sometimes it's behind the goals up higher, not with the cheer squads, but I do enjoy watching them as well. Um you know, the rare occasions that I've been in a, a corporate box, that has been amazing. And anyone that wants to give me tickets to corporate box, I will take it because you get to see a whole different perspective. Um, but it is great to just be on GA, get to go anywhere. You can pick your seat. You know, if it's not completely busy, you can sort of move around and have different perspectives of the game as well. So Awesome. That is, that is great. So as we kind of discussed um, a little bit with this is that, Unfortunately, there are not a lot of Gold Coast fans. And with this channel no. being with this being channel being primarily USA, US, US based sports, NFL and MLB, NHL. Um, occasionally we get we'll get some US fans that'll click on these Aussie rules videos trying to figure out what this is. So I thought for fun towards the end, I'd say, here's your shot. Here's your chance to give just a quick pitch to maybe an American fan who happens to click on this video, a good pitch of why they should be a Gold Coast supporter. All right. Well, um, firstly, they're going to be doing quite well next season. So why not jump on now? Um, if you ever happen to travel to Australia, you need to go to the Gold Coast and you probably won't want to leave. So pick a team where there, you know, there's pristine beaches, there's surf, there's, you know, people that look like they walked out of magazine. <laughs> um the talent, going back to the actual game, though, the talent is huge at the moment. I think you'd be 
you'd be wild not to jump on board now because I think it's only up for the suns. Um, also, the colours, you know, they're yellow and red, not too bad. There's a bit of blue in there, so you can, you know, work it with any wardrobe that you've got. Um, other than that, just the fact that they're a fun side, it's a fun team as well. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I love my last question that I always ask, and this is just because I like hearing the different things that people come up with. What is your favorite game of footy that you have ever seen, whether TV or live, doesn't have to be the Suns, favorite game of footy you've ever seen? Well, I think, can it be, so it can be a local one as well? Or? Yep, it can be a local one too. I'm, I'm no, huh. no, no preference. Well, the favorite game just from memory is this season that we played my team, the Brunswick Renegades. We had um, our captain played her 250th game of uh, AFL football. So that's pretty unheard of for women to play that many games in general. So to see, A, we won that game. Um, B, she's an absolute rocket of a player and I love watching her bump players and do all sorts. But having her being carried off by by the team, I think was a huge moment, not only for her, but for our club. And we were all just so chuffed where we won by two points, I think. So that's probably the most memorable at this stage for me. That's a, hey, that's fantastic. That you're, you're the first person to go outside of the AFL. I love it. I absolutely love it because I, I, I put no preference on that. I've, I've said to everybody, it doesn't have to be your team, just favorite game of footy you've ever seen. I no, absolutely look, I just... love that. It's just the milestone for me that I couldn't imagine being able to play that many games. I think it's such an amazing effort. So. Yeah, definitely not easy. Well, Sasha, this has been an awesome conversation. I'm so happy. I finally was able to sit down and have a chat with a Gold Coast supporter and, a, and an awesome Gold Coast <laughs> supporter at that. I know I, we, we reached, we connected through a good friend fee and I'm so awesome that you've joined the chicks talking footy. I think you've, you brought a lot of knowledge and, and a lot of insight to the, to the show. As I kind of told you off camera, um, I'm kind of the unofficial number one fan of chicks talking footy over here in the States. I love you ladies. You're doing awesome. Keep up the great work down there and keep Thank doing you. those podcasts. They're awesome. Oh, thank you. I really love speaking about my team and then I feel really bad. I haven't actually got any of the, um, any of the colors on today, but uh, look, I'm sure that we can make it happen at some point. And if they win a game, I'm happy to come back and uh, have a chat if they get into the finals. Well, we'll, we'll definitely see. I do AFLW reviews, So who knows, maybe I'll, I'll reach out and maybe you and I can sit down and have a chat for a round for a, for an AFLW round. How about that? I'd love to, love to. That, Thank that you. would be absolutely awesome. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. One of the rounds this year in the AFLW, we will have Sasha back on the channel. I cannot wait. AFLW cannot get here soon enough. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode in my Aussie fan supporter series. Sasha, again, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. No problems. Thanks for having me, Donnie. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back with more episodes coming very soon. Keep an eye out. They're coming very, very soon.